0: And delete it when I said that I had stage fright, and I definitely kept it in the episode. Yes. Okay. All right. <clears throat> oh. oh boy. Cool. All right. Welcome back, nerds. It is our third episode of Opticians Unhinged. I am your host,
1: Iris, and this is Lucia.
0: She takes so long to introduce herself. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> dramatic pause. Uh, so
0: <laughs> Oh, is it the dramatic pause? Yeah. I'm not adding the dramatic pause into Optician's Unhinged. I haven't I haven't perfected the pause yet. We'll get ah. there. We'll get yeah. there. Anywho,
1: so... uh, As usual, we're
0: unhinged. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we're back. We are still talking about lenses. Um, I guess maybe what we thought was only going to take an episode, we decided to elaborate on a little bit further. Um, Because there's a lot to to go over when it comes to lenses. Um, So we had stopped off on discussing single-vision lenses In the last episode, um, the only thing that I did want to bring back up in this episode was I had made a mention of a single vision lens for myopia control, um, and I couldn't find the name of it, but I did after we finished recording. So that lens is called Stellast, S-T-E-L-L-E-S-T, single vision lenses. It is an Essilor-based product. Um, and for those listeners who are not familiar with SLOR, they make pretty much everything that you wear and put in your frames. Um, so that one, if you want to do some research on that, you can definitely look into that one, but it did look like it was a pretty promising piece of technology. Um, not sure the accuracy on it just yet. It's still pretty new, but it looked like it had a, a solid control rate of, I think like 67% um, control rate.
1: So uh, for those single oh, vision. I'm going to yeah. pause you right there. So I just left the industry mm-hmm. maybe a month ago. And Essilor has not given this information to their opticians.
0: So no, I don't know
1: if they it's haven't. ready to the, for the market or what the deal is. But I had no information on this product. As of a month ago, they were not pushing it they were not giving people information yet
0: um i'm gonna ask maybe a really stupid question but by the time that you left did you even have an s rep that you were seeing regularly oh okay i
1: was seeing her every six weeks
0: oh well that's Um, not too bad that's a lot better than it was whenever i left which was not at all
1: (laughs) (laughs) um Yeah, so I was seeing her every six weeks, and she was sending me quite a bit of information because there's other products that are coming out that she was talking about.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that one is um, still in production or not. Um, I didn't even check the date on that article. I'm going to pull that back up now. Um. Yeah, it's on their website, like it's on com, and it, it's a whole page of info, but it doesn't say, like, when they've released it, if it's released, it just says, like, find your nearest um, optician, which I find mm-hmm. crazy that it says optician, it doesn't say optometrist. Okay. <laughs> um, And then it goes on and on, talking about Crizol lenses, or Crizol AR, and For people who think Crizal is a lens, it is not. Um, (laughs) um, Um, But yeah.
1: So that was for single vision. If you have questions about single vision lenses, you can go back to our last episode where we spent a whole hour talking about them. This episode, however, we're going to be talking about bifocals. Woo!
0: Like, are we just talking lined bifocals or are we talking all
1: multifocals let's see where we go with this
0: yeah we're not going to promise you guys anything uh it's just going to be straight up word word vomit for the next hour and however far (laughs) we get that's just what you get to listen to for the next hour you're welcome
1: yeah so describe (laughs) what a multifocal bifocal
0: is oh you want me to do it I get to take this one over
1: yes yes okay I did
0: the last one yeah so there is a definite difference between a bifocal a progressive trifocal um and there's like actually even more than that but we're not going to go into those they're specialty lenses at that point and they're very rarely used but one day we will cover an episode on specialty lenses Um, So when we say multifocal, uh, as opposed to the single vision lenses, which are a one, one singular prescription, multifocal means it has more than one. Um, So we're going to start at the bare bottom here. We're going to go up in steps. So bifocal. (laughs) Um, These are most commonly known as... Uh, flat top 28s, uh, but they do come in varying widths. So you can find like a flat top 35, and that one's like a really long flat top. But those are those, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say this in a negative way, but those are those old timey multifocals. What you about? Yes, where it's got that little tiny line across the bottom of your lens. And most commonly, uh, those lenses are set up to where you have your distance correction on the top and your reading correction in that little tiny bifocal portion. Um, But that doesn't mean that it has to stay that way. So... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Um, Now, contrary to a lot of other people's opinions, I personally like fitting oh, no. patients in bifocals. Oh, cool. Um, I, I think bifocals are much easier to use for most patients, especially if they are older patients. And this is like a first time multifocal. I'd never just immediately say, yep, progressive sound like a great route for you. And you're like 85. Um, <laughs> um so with the bifocals, I like that those have a little bit more flexibility in how they are set up. Um, progressives are just kind of automatically determined. Nowadays, it's all digitally surfaced uh, algorithms that determine how your power is going to be. But I like with a bifocal, you could say, you know, I don't really have a lot of distance correction, but I work on a computer a lot. So could we like do computer distance and then reading distance on the bottom or, you know, maybe if you're driving, you don't read while you're driving, but you do need to see your dashboard. So you could do, you know, distance over like a dashboard power and those can all be adjusted by your optometrist. You know, things are certain distances away, which means that you're going to need a power calculated to give you the best vision you can there. Um, so, For me personally, I kind of love the bifocals and I very rarely have people come back complaining with them um, because progressive wearers, when it goes wrong, it doesn't just go wrong. It catastrophically goes wrong. Like the apocalypse is happening on your face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's, um, that's the bifocal. Bifocals are still available in a very wide range of materials, which we discussed in the last episode as well. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're wanting to do transitions and like some of the specialty transitions, like the colors, you can't get those nope. in the bifocals, which I kind of wish you could, but they're not available. Are you going
1: be a bifocal wear?
0: Okay, so for every for everybody that missed that Lucia's prescription is half of mine, um, I am a little bit younger than Lulu, and I have not hit my presbyopic stage, that part where you just suddenly wake up one morning, and you can't read your phone the same anymore, and you start doing this weird telescope thing, trying to get it into focus, um, so... Uh, right now, if I'm having any struggles seeing up close, because I think I am getting to that point, I just take my glasses off. I can see great, like right through here, uh, probably what, six to eight inches from my face. (laughs) Like, this is where it starts really getting like out of focus, but like way back here now, forget it. I, I would never be able to read that. Um, but I, I do think that there might be a solid point where I'm just like, no, nah, I'm going to rock the old lady bifocals. One, uh, I, 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 I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to make bifocals cool again. Uh, I'm, I'm a thrifty person and bifocals are cheap as sin. So, so they're not much more. I have never heard that before. Well, it's a new one. I just pulled it out of there.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I don't know. But uh, they're cheap. So I don't know if you've heard that, <laughs> but it is pouring where I'm at. No. And lightning and thunder just went off, and it kind of rattled my windows a little bit.
0: So, Well... You know, if you're lucky, it'll rain a little bit. Lucia still doesn't have an air conditioner, you guys. So, I don't.
1: <laughs> so
0: if she's lucky, it'll roll in a nice cool front and then she can open her windows. Because right now, if she tries to open windows, she's just going to slowly steam herself Not. out of a
1: house. Yes. It's It is it's 92 horrible. degrees outside <laughs> of my house. Ew. And I'm whopping 82 inside, so I'll keep the 82. I mean, yeah. Uh I don't know what
0: it is in here. Uh this is the time of day where it gets really warm in the workshop. Um, I don't know if I want to be ultra privileged and go buy a second air conditioner because I'm a princess, or if you know, I just want to take my little lunch breaks later in the afternoon. <laughs>
1: But or usually use it as an opportunity to sauna. Um, I don't like sweating.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you. Okay, <laughs> we are totally, totally, totally We're, gone. It, it's um. okay. It makes us more, um, it, it makes us more relatable. Uh, I'm, right. for, I'm sure there's plenty of desk princesses out there that do this job because they also don't like sweating. None of us would wake up one morning and be like, "Today I'm going to go and do landscaping for a living." No, that's just not how we princesses work. It's just. Not...
1: But there's a lot of um, people out there that wake up in the morning and be like, "Hmm, I wish I had a sauna. Especially a dry sauna. I miss those.. God, I miss okay,
0: those. so a dry sauna I could live with.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Bifocals. <laughs> Bifocals. Um, so I hate bifocals with a passion. Um, if I am the person selling you glasses and lenses, uh, when you come see your doctor or because you looked me up and chose me, I will not fit you on a bifocal ever. Unless you request it. And then I'll try to talk you out of them. Um, And I think it's mostly because um, the glasses that I usually sold, even when I was in Big Box Optical, I would go for the better quality frames. So if you're spending, let's say, $500 on your frame, why am I going to put you in an ugly Ugly lens. So I personally awesome. don't feel that those
0: lenses are that noticeable. And you know they what? look like it... my
1: grandfather's.
0: But who outside of this profession? You go to a restaurant. You're sitting at a bar, right? Let's let's say that we're like 55 and single. <laughs> okay. Woo! So you go to a bar. You're uh-huh. you're rocking you're rocking a sexy, sexy frame. Okay? Like the one I have in my go- face right now? Yeah, just like that. Yeah. She's wearing mm-hmm. an She's wearing an etnia, you guys, and it was one of the limited edition ones with the checkered Havana pattern. It's hot with a W.
1: <laughs> 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 let's let's
0: say that you're rocking that frame and you mm-hmm. have like a little tiny Lined bifocal in the bottom of it. Now you think some guy that walks up to you and says, Hey, let me buy you a drink. Oh crap, you're wearing bifocals. I can't even get out of here, lady. Go buy your own drink, grandma.
1: It just depends on how far my fluid is. <laughs> what? <laughs> for real? Oh my god. <laughs> Look, I mean, for I- real. No,
0: I, per- okay. I person, I I just I don't think anybody notices them like that. I I don't,
1: and also, Listen, I- there's a reason why we call it the grandpa lens. Like anybody, when you tell them it's a grandfather grandpa, grandpa <laughs> lens, they know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yep, the one with the line. I mean, I mean I'm right. Yeah, but there's uh-huh. also plenty of uh-huh. really cute little
0: like Betty Whites of the world that wear them, and you know they're. Okay,
1: Betty White is also in, in the granny spectrum.
0: I'm bringing it back. I'm telling you, I'm I'm a rocket. Whenever I get that that eventual prescription, and it happens to us all, you guys, it's yes. unavoidable. You're gonna need readers. It. Embrace yeah, it. Yes. <laughs> Embrace it and bring back the bifocal. Like no. Bring it back. Yep.
1: Uh, well, you know. Oh, by the way, we're not sponsored by anyone. So when we talk about products, it's, it's, we know the products and we believe in the products, not because we're getting paid to talk about the products. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Like, th- this is no different than what would have been a typical day in the office for us when we were getting paid by people to promote their products. <laughs> <laughs> but... We are no longer paid by anybody. We don't have any sponsorship. This is literally episode three, and I have a workshop that's built out of a shed in my backyard. Okay? Nobody's paying me for anything. I don't have a paycheck.
1: I have a desk in my room. (laughs) That's great. Um, Okay. So pros and cons of bifocals, to me, um, as a pro, I would say they're super easy to get used to. So if you're dealing with someone that does not have the time, or the patience to try to figure out where everything's at on their lens, um, then yeah, do a do a bifocal. Like if you're, a, I don't know, surgeon and you need to see up close and you don't have time to get used to lenses, put on a bifocal. Pretty uh, sure they probably I also, have different I, stuff, but you know. Um,
0: I also so want to I throw think, in there. I, th- I think that bifocals are great for like special needs patients. Yeah, uh, like developmental cognitive patients. Uh, most of the time, I have tried at the doctor's suggestion to put them in progressives. <laughs> it came back and bit the practice in the hiney. I do not normally recommend that. So that's for you guys out there, fitting lenses, um, you know, cognitively challenged patients typically don't do well. So bifocals all day. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Hit me with your um, comments. So that's a pro. Uh, if you have no time, special needs. Um, also, if you are a specialty Uh, person for example if you um are an electrician or a plumber and you need to be able to see itty bitty tiny stuff um there are different bifocals that are available like for plumbers that is on the top of the lens instead of the bottom of the lens oh yeah double g's Oh, double D's! Double woop. D's! Um, not not the ones that you guys are thinking of, perverts. Uh, <laughs> but it has a bifocal at the top and a bifocal at the bottom. That's a double D, and that is really good for like plumbers and electricians. I think yes, do that all day, every day. No problems with that one at all. Um, now, on the cons. Let's start with the more obvious. Must I say more? They're cute. You said cute wrong. No. (laughs) They're they're very, very ugly. They age you you guys. They age you so bad. Goodness. Like, why would I want people to know that I've hit the part of my life where I can't see up close? No. Nobody needs to know. (laughs) Nobody needs to know. It's my business, my personal business. Nobody needs to know. Uh, oh, also, and the pros is price.
0: Yeah, definitely. Price is
1: definitely a pro because they are cheap. Um, and then on the con, I mean, why would you want to do that to yourself? Is that the best you got? <laughs> yes. Okay, no, no, it's not. Um, and okay. the, other, the other cons are, if you cannot see a distance, and now you've gotten to the place in life where you can't see up close to either, a bifocal will give you distance in reading, but you don't have intermediate. So your computer is out of range, your speedometer is out of range, um, cooking is out of range, Puzzling so, is out of range, you know. All those things that's intermediate, gone, mm-hmm. not part of your life. Unless you get a second pair of glasses that's either distance and intermediate, or just single vision for intermediate. I I don't I don't think it's a good idea.
0: Okay, well, if we're gonna be talking about this uh, elusive intermediate range,
1: yes. then we could
0: maybe t- touch on. Those good old trifocals, which I do think are really ugly. I, I don't like the
1: trifocals, (laughs) man.
0: All right. Uh. Unlike the bifocals in Iris's opinion, the, the, the bifocal goes from being discreet middle-aged old lady to a trifocal, which is like, Holy crap. Look at me wearing these Legos on my lenses. Um, So, unlike the bifocal, as you can guess, trifocal has three focal ranges: distance, intermediate, reading. So, you've got two separate little reading areas in that little trifocal on the bottom of the lens, and, and yeah, you, don't get, you don't it. get you don't get yeah, and you don't get to determine how much area you get for the intermediate so let's say that you measure like a really tall range of segment height for the bifocal trifocal uh so you're just going to have like a deep pocket for the reading portion and this little tiny sliver for the intermediate and you got to get it like just right so and and those are becoming almost obsolete now
1: as a side note <clears> to <throat> what you just said um, the companies that we've worked for didn't give you the option of making that uh, intermediate bigger or smaller. It does exist, though. I had oh, a patient. Okay. I had a patient come in to our to where I was working at, and he had a trifocal where his intermediate was uh, twelve millimeters.
0: Okay, uh, what is, was the Huh? usual standard was the usual standard like uh 10 7
1: 7 really I think so. it is very small don't quote me on that i'm just pulling that number out of my brain Ugh. i'm not sure but it's very very small but this guy had a fairly large intermediate so we did what you know opticians do and we called our lab and we're like hey this guy has this very deep intermediate and a very large reading area. Can you guys do it? And they were like, yeah, just make sure that there's enough room in the frame. Obviously. So we did and we sent it out and when it was time to do, actually do the lens the lab was like, nah. We can't do it. So. Just I'm wanted curious. to put that in there. <clears throat> did he say note. like
0: did he say how long he had had that particular lens, I was huh. so intrigued
1: by the fact that it existed right <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that I didn't really ask and and he wasn't my patient. it was one of my coworkers' patients. I didn't get to ask a lot of questions, um but yeah, I saw it, and it was it was a large intermediate, so man, I mean that's, that's good
0: to know that somewhere out there. It's still, like, an attainable thing.
1: So um, if you're in the optical world and you know where people can get this, go mm-hmm. ahead and put it in the comments. so our, Yes. Our people can be like, yeah, I want to do trifocal, but I want something large. That would definitely mm-hmm.
0: be helpful. Uh, you know, and if we do get that type of feedback from you know, whether it be like lab reps, other opticians, Mm -hmm. lab owners, who knows, Um, you know, definitely let us know. Um, We'll give you guys a shout out in episodes. Um, You know, we are trying to eventually like an incorporate uh, different shout outs to different designers, different lens developers, not not for any paid sponsorships or anything like that. Just Letting people know, hey, these are products that we support. These are good products. Or, hey, even if I don't know anything about this product, but you you need this product, here's where you can find it.
1: Again, going back to our goal for this podcast, the so information for the public mm-hmm. and for other opticians that might not have this information, like the whole trifocal thing. Um, mm-hmm. so that's why we're here, informational purposes only.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, um, I th- I don't think that whenever I first got into the industry, I don't think I figured out that you can actually adjust your bifocals to your lifestyle until maybe two or three years into that before I realized that that was something you could do. So nobody told me. I think it was like a lab rep. So somebody in the company was just like, oh, well, if it doesn't work, guess they're going to have to do progressives. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: yeah, so I think that's um, and we might do an episode on that, but I think information wise, optical is very closed. Um, they're not very willing to mm-hmm. share information Mm-mm. um I know I, I had to do a lot of research for a lot of stuff. I feel in my personal
0: experience, the only um the only information I've really gotten. In my journey along the way was, you know, from uh, okay. So, the two, the first two companies that I worked for were big box opticals. And in the big box optical world, some lens company somewhere out there has stock in what you are selling. And Mm -hmm. that means they have, you know, some corporate tie up in the, the big world. Where you start hearing things uh, like this is going to be better for, you know, our, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for when you're insurance? Oh, reimbursements. Yeah. So that you get better reimbursements if you sell these lenses and then straight up, like, if you don't sell that lens, you have somebody hounding you about why you didn't sell it. Um And hearing, well, that's just not what's going to work best for the patient just doesn't seem to be valid. But, you know, that was the one thing that I did like about moving over to an independent practice was we had the benefit of working for a doctor that trusted our expertise and our knowledge. Mm -hmm. And he hired us for a reason and our patients trusted us. You know, I, I would like to think that when I was there, and even after I left that place, that I've got plenty of people that I helped over those years that really knew I knew what I was talking about and trusted me with that information to make sure that I was always giving them the right thing,
1: and the personal responsibility for you and I. Yeah, um, to be aware and to know our products and to Right. Try to figure out what was best for our patients.
0: And, and you know, try to incorporate those particular items and materials into our own portfolio of options. But, you know, we're not limited to just this portfolio uh, right. where you go to big box. Big box is only going to offer you maybe three lenses at best. And yep. that's it. Don't ask us to dress it up or dress it down. It's a one size fits all and we don't care. We just want your money. <laughs> yeah. So. Um,
1: so. I think those are my pros and cons of bifocals. Uh, the mm. other con is they are dying. Um, so option wise. Um, they're, they're getting more and more scarce. And time wise. Um. You know, back when I started with this business, you did a bifocal, and it usually got back to us within a week, kind of like a single vision would. Um, um, when I left um, optical, I had patients that were waiting almost a month, a month and for, a week,
0: for just for a, a regular clear bifocal, no transition. Uh, But it was a
1: regular transition. It wasn't like a special crazy one. Um, No. So it it is getting harder. Uh, The lab would say things like, we're supposed to have this lens here this time, but it didn't come in the shipment. You know, it just, it's getting harder and harder to find bifocals. Well, also,
0: um, like the trifocals, you know, those used to be pretty available Uh, but nowadays those are getting extremely scarce and very hard to source and they have virtually no options. Bifocals went from having a range of options, like including those rounded segments that were like blended to where, now those, I actually really like those and it was blended in such a way that it, it wasn't as tacky as the straight top, you know, um, in those rounded segments also came in varying widths. So it would make it a little bit easier for the user. Um, and you're not seeing all of those options anymore and okay, well I want to throw some transitions in there and the transitions only come in the standard Brown and gray. They don't come in like the, the extra active
1: options, uh, so the last you know, bifocal I did, mm-hmm. um, Transition was only available in gray. Wow.
0: Was, uh, a, and then like, you know, you start factoring in power and availability also. Mm-hmm. And the stronger the power, the more restrictive it, it becomes with those yep. options. And I, I don't, a part of me can't imagine a world where bifocals have, become completely obsolete and are no longer being made but i do actually
1: kind of a point like that um i think i think it is uh just because our current presby people right Mm -hmm. um the ones that are becoming things like eyes in one which is a basically a single vision blended lens we'll talk about more we'll talk more about that later um (laughs) So, they're starting with progressives instead of starting with bifocals. Mm-hmm. So, I don't see how you would make the change from like an eyes into a bifocal. I think eventually, and I'm thinking 10 years, they'll be dead. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be hard for those patients that are on bifocals now. Because when that happens, they won't have a choice.
0: They're going to end up having to do two pairs of glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, Because most of those patients that are in bifocals now, um, at some point in their eyeglass-wearing lifespan, they have tried yep. progressives. I yep. mean, almost every single multifocal patient that I have ever encountered has tried them at least once. Whether it yep. was 10 years ago or five months ago, it doesn't seem that the technology ever catches up to what I guess their level of expectation needs to be in their glasses. Right. Um, and I think that that's also like another point of contention is people having realistic expectations with their vision and what those lenses are capable of doing. They are yeah. not going to erase the fact that you have a refractive error. They're not going to ref- replace the fact that <clears throat> this muscle in the corner of your eye is getting weaker as you get older and that you're going to need help seeing up close it just doesn't do that it doesn't work that way
1: and um, yeah i think um one good tip for this uh segment would be um if you are a young adult that has just been told that you need readers and distance ask your doctor to show you because they have the ability to create those lenses to put in front of your face and be like okay so this is my distance and this is going to be my reading so you have a realistic experience at a distance even with my best correction and i know a lot of doctors and um, a lot of people throw around the 2020 2040 and all those numbers those i think um do more harm than good if your doctor's telling you you're 2040 or you're 2060 tell them can you make me a pair of glasses with your machine and show me what my best vision is um because they're able to do that and I think that would be very helpful are you talking about uh
0: kind of like the trial kit lenses where they build Mm -hmm. like the science frame (laughs) yeah okay yeah I love that. I always felt so good about myself when I could pull that out and in front of somebody, like build them a sample of sight, yeah. uh, you know, because it's not feasible for somebody to wait um, nowadays two weeks for glasses and yeah. come to find out they can't see out of them
1: and mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, so it's always good to know like, okay, well here, let, let's let see how you're feeling about this. And boom, there you go. Tell me how you're seeing. Oh, that's not good. You know, <clears throat> it's not really any different than having the refraction done in the exam lane where it's better one, better two. But at least you're talking directly to the person who's responsible for handling and managing your lenses.
1: Well, and some doctors don't mind doing it. The doctor that got hired at the practice that i was in um she did not mind doing it at all she would put together um a pair of lenses for you so you can be like oh this is what it's gonna look like nice so nice i would ask i would ask your doctor and see if they're willing to do it for you especially if you're changing or if you have a very large prescription change that's another good to be like hey doc is there any way you can put this together for me so i can see with them on um what do you
0: constitute as a big prescription change
1: how much are we talking like if the doctor is telling you this is going to be very noticeable because most Mm -hmm. doctors even in big optical Most doctors will be like, oh, this is a small change. It will be good if you do it. Um, You know, it would be a good idea to do it. But when you have a big change, so. uh, The doctor maybe. Usually the doctor tells you this is going to be a big difference. You're going to have to get used to that. If your doctor is telling you that. I think that's when you say, "Okay, is there any way you can build me a pair of glasses?" Right. Because I have not worked at an office. Maybe you have, but I haven't worked in an office where they weren't able to do that. Maybe they didn't have the time to do it because they were <laughs> backed up and yeah. Know. But every single office I've worked on had the capability of doing that. Mm-hmm. And really, if you're going to be spending 5, 6 in glasses. They can do that. I mean, Mm -hmm. they can find the time to do that.
0: Oh, yeah. And I I feel, again, this is something where most opticians know how to do it. Like, Mm -hmm. legitimate. They've been in the industry for a while, not like two weeks. And they know how to do it. They understand the fundamentals of how it works. But... You know, if you're if you're going to a practice knowing that you've got, you know, difficult vision where it's just every single time that you have to get glasses, it's this nerve wracking process for you. And you're going somewhere that sees patients every 10 or 15 minutes. That means that your optician is seeing patients every 10 or 15 minutes and they're not going to have the time to do that. And that's where I think that that's another one of those disservices where you have to know where to go based on your needs and if you think that you need a little bit more TLC when you go to get your glasses you might want to look into doing a a less busy practice Uh, at least for the eye exam portion like at the end of the day like our wallets are only going to let us buy from where we can afford to buy Um, but at least then you can have a better understanding of how it works. I actually contemplated doing that Um, offering like on-site Assistance, like I would just drive to somebody and offer to do adjustments on their glasses or something like that. Obviously, I can't do anything with the lenses themselves. Like I could maybe diagnose a problem and be like, "Hey, this this measurement looks really really off. Uh, Right? Maybe you should take those back. You know? But I think that would be that would be something good to offer. But yeah, don't be afraid to. um, You know. Asked to either be taken back into the exam room and have somebody put that into the four opter, the better one, better two piece of equipment that they put in front of your eye. Yep. <laughs> or to build you a trial frame. Um, those options do, do exist, but they're not going to make you something that is a full on lens uh, that you may or may not want. And then just, yeah,
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just keep in mind what you're asking for is not simple, but it is um good to know that that is an option. You know, um, yeah. This definitely exists, and doctors and opticians are definitely capable of doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. They just think so. They don't want you to know.
0: <laughs>
1: right. So, yeah. And
0: like, I feel. I think that this industry has become a bit oversaturated and it's too busy. And I think somewhere along the way, people lose that sense of customer service, you know, where they're, they're not doing those little things that make you feel good about this visit.
1: Okay. How about we focus on customer service, mm-hmm. but we have neglected patient care?
0: Do you feel that those two go hand in hand, or that they're definitively mm-hmm. different?
1: There is <clears throat> a huge difference because right, customer so... service is what you learn whenever you're learning how to sell. Yeah, right. Um, that the good old customer's always right. I don't think uh, that that
0: applies in a in a medical field or in an optometry field,
1: right? It shouldn't. Uh, right. But that's what that's what customer service is. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make you happy. Um, right. I'm going to, you know, refund if I need to. All that stuff. All that is customer service. Mm-hmm. I think medically, it's patient care. You know, yeah. if, if I work at um, a diabetes center, I'm not going to give you a sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, um, yeah. so I think we have lost the idea that these are patients and we're here for patient care, Mm -hmm. not for customer service. Um, I I would agree with that. Yeah. Patient care is having those hard conversations of saying, Hey, listen, you're getting older. You need a bifocal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and for the patients out there to understand that this is not an environment where you just come in and, Things didn't go the way that you wanted them to go. Like these are every single pair of lenses, not the frames, but the lenses are made to order. They're made to your specifications, your measurements, your prescription, your pupillary distance.
1: If you have a good optician, your face.
0: Yeah. And, and then, you know, that's another thing. If your optician is saying, don't. Don't buy this frame. This frame's mm-hmm. too big. This frame's too small. And you insist on buying it to the point where you're just like not giving it up. And you then will you will have come, issues. You will have <laughs> issues. And then that's not, that ain't on me. Like I sold you what you insisted on buying, sir or madam. And, you know, <clears throat> to stop, um, stop treating your opticians or your optical professionals in general, like they're just somebody that runs a cash register at a drive through, you know, we're professionals, and, and we spend many hours trying to learn how to help you how best to meet your needs. And, you know, there's a lot more that goes into it than that. Are there yeah. people out there that don't know what they're doing? Sure. Uh, but more often than not, I feel like there are more people that do than don't. Yeah,
1: I think it's a, it's a two-way street, right? And bringing back the idea that this is a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Yes. Glasses are beautiful. And they can be sexy and stylish. And mm-hmm. they can be amazing. And they can frame your face perfectly but at the end of the day they are a medical device yes first and foremost mm-hmm. they're a medical device it's it's not like you're putting on a shirt right right it's a medical item so you can't treat the people that are selling you medical items like same way you treat a person that sells you a shirt and mm-hmm. vice versa you can't treat someone that is you know taking the time to do that um as the we can't treat these people like a number and just go okay these are the glasses these are the lenses next um mm-hmm. i think it's a it's a two-way street that has gotten lost somewhere mm-hmm. um And, and the conversation needs to happen.
0: I think, um, so in, in working in big boxes, right? Uh, most big box opticals that I've worked in and even independent, you have kind of a tiered pricing range with predetermined lenses, predetermined non glares, predetermined, you know, transition properties, whatever, um, I don't think that you can do like a one size fits all just because you offer it in multiple price points. And uh, I think that people have taken away having an a la carte option or uh, that it's taken away. You being able to just rightfully tell someone, Hey, I don't think we are going to have the products that you need here but maybe you should check out this place over mm-hmm. there. And, right. you know, I've gotten in trouble for doing that. I've gotten in trouble for sending people somewhere that I knew they needed to go because I don't have the product that you need because
1: how, how is this my fault? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I never got in trouble because I don't care <laughs> I, I, to me. It was always like, listen, I'm going to be the best person I can be. And oh, this yeah. is what the patient needs. This is what this is what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I did. I did get told get told by a big box uh, district manager that mm-hmm. I was there to sell glasses, not to take care of the patients.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. S- somebody yeah. said
1: that to you. Uh uh-huh. Yep. Yep. <sighs> um. I'm actually
0: kind of floored on on that one. That wow. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but but I'm sure if you go um, to any of their (laughs) big, I was like, "Can you repeat that? Can I record you repeating saying that again for me, please?" That's Um, nuts. Wow, that the audacity, Uh,
0: the audacity, and and the fact that they said that while working in a field of medical practice yeah <laughs> yep. these people Crazy exist stuff, you guys these people exist there are corporate people out there that really do not want to help you um so you know there's it, also some really good ones
1: mm-hmm. like, not all
0: bad no it's not you know but again being smart about where you're going and being well informed um So we are getting a little low on time. Um, The multifocal discussion, multifocal in the sense of bifocal, trifocal, there's really not a whole lot that we can go into on those. Now, I think maybe the next. Yeah. uh, Those are very cut and dry. You know, just the best advice I can give to people when they're kind of trying to wrap their head around it is if you can understand the concept of a single vision lens, just imagine taking a whole bunch of different powers and cutting them apart and then pasting them together. And that's that's how the bifocals work. Um, yeah. Now, I think the next episode that we do is going to be 100% progressives. Yeah. And that is a world in and of itself. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to unravel when it comes to progressives. Um, you know, we're going to talk about low vision aids we can talk about uh computer progressives we can talk about like workspace progressives there's a difference there and then your day-to-day everyday progressive just traditionally Mm cut um and and how those are different from a regular multifocal because they're vastly different and you're going to have a lot of issues with those if you don't manage your expectations properly yeah um so we'll we'll do like a big old deep dive into those and maybe discuss some of our favorite styles of progressives yeah Um, because unlike the bifocals and single visions of the world progressives do have names and they do have different technology um, which the, the bifocals and the single visions sometimes do too if you're talking digital and that's a whole nother conversation
1: <laughs> yeah but it's not it's not as in-depth or intense as a progressive. Right. Is gonna be. no the progressives are going to be sliders
0: oh yes um so uh was there anything else that you wanted to add in Lulu
1: um
0: they're still ugly I still disagree. I
1: think they're barely
0: (laughs) noticeable and you cannot convince me otherwise. The only reason that I even notice them half the time is just because I do this or did this for a living. And I know what to look for because every time I take a handoff from a doctor, the very first thing I'm going to do is look at your lenses and see if I can see a line or not just to let me know where I stand in this conversation before I even open my mouth. Okay. <laughs> but if I'm just going out publicly, I'm not like loser bifocal wearer. <laughs> I'm going to bring him back. Um, I'm doing it. Ugh. Just, just you wait. In- <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. So, uh, yeah. Um, I think that that is going to be it for this episode. Uh, next next week, we're going to deep dive into the great beyond of progressives, mm-hmm. uh, and then we still have to talk about transitions. So, Girl, oh yeah. man, uh, Lulu loves her some transitions, y'all. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm a new believer of transitions. <laughs> yeah, and and, and we're I also going to always love them. I mean, it, okay. In a perfect world, if I had okay, my uh, way, uh, no, yeah, no, Not no, yet. no, no. Okay, fine, no. fine, fine. That's I'm just gonna episode. have to leave y'all, uh, leave y'all in suspense uh, until next week. Um, again, if you guys heard any misinformation today, or if you have any questions, comments, anything, you can either drop it into our comments, or you can email us opticians unhinged podcast at gmail um and until next time so uh stay nerdy and uh love your glasses stay and nerdy. stay nerdy oh, for the love of
1: glasses.
0: you heard me my friends stay nerdy i kind of want to have ah. a logo where we've got like tape on a lens No. Oh my god, no. yes. Okay. Oh, that'd be awesome. It's unhinged. We got it. I go. am a, I am unhinged. You guys have a great Friday and thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>